The clock may be running out for President Donald Trump. With less than two weeks to go before the Electoral College meets to decide the presidency, can the Trump legal team and other lawyers prove vote fraud? Appearing on 60 Minutes this week, former cybersecurity chief Christopher Krebs claimed the November election was the most secure in American history. We can go on and on with all the farcical claims that uh, alleging uh, interference in the 2020 election, but the proof is in the ballot. Here with us is Rich Higgins. Mr. Higgins is former director of strategic planning at the National Security Council. He currently serves as president of HTG Security, an information warfare consulting service, and his book is The Memo, 20 Years Inside the Deep State Fighting for America First. Rich, it's a pleasure to have you with us. We just heard comments from former cybersecurity chief Chris Krebs, who said this election was the most secure in U.S. history, yet cybersecurity expert retired Army Colonel Phil Waldron just testified in Arizona this week that votes weren't, quote, as secure as your Venmo account. What do you think? Well, I think that uh, Mr. Krebs is uh, full of it. Um, I think he's compromised in multiple ways, not the least of which is he has representatives from Dominion Voting Service on his advisory staff at the Department of Homeland Security, which is just theatrically absurd. And then, you know, as to Colonel Waldron's commentary, the lack of audit logs uh, in these machines is just, it's remarkable. I mean, you know, you, you wouldn't allow, um, you wouldn't allow your daughter to, you know, to to just use a basic software package that they had this lack of security. I mean, it's the, it's absolutely absurd where we're at. Do you really believe Joe Biden received 80 million votes more than Barack Obama or Hillary Clinton? I know former federal prosecutor attorney Sidney Powell says that foreign players manipulated our vote totals through Dominion voting systems. So what evidence exists to prove her allegations? Well, we have a, um, a mountain of evidence that goes to, you know, some specific, I'm not a lawyer, but the circumstantial evidence is there, the data, you know, the digital evidence is there, um, you know, just the eyewitness testimony is there. Insofar as um, Sidney Powell's specific allegations about Dominion Voting Services, you have to do a bit of a history lesson and go back to Venezuela and understand that uh, when Chavez came to power in 2003, uh, he had a six-year term, and about halfway through that in 2006, he wanted to have a referendum on his leadership. And to do so, he wanted to assure his own victory. And Smartmatic evolved from that uh, through a series of machinations and uh, procurements. Um, the software, the back-end software that, that you know, um, Dominion Voting Services rides on was developed by Smartmatic. And so the question becomes, um, what were the holes what were the you know what were the specific features built into Dominion? We know they were able to switch votes. We know they were able to weight votes. We know they were able to fraction vote. All these different capabilities. I think what Sydney's getting to, and I think she's right, is you know we really don't trust these softwares. Now there are many countries around the world that have banned uh, digital voting. Israel, for example, you know, they just do not allow these electronic platforms, and because they know they're too insecure. How about China? I mean, we've heard about Venezuela, Chavez, Maduro, Cuba, you mentioned that. But China, some people say China played a role in this as well. What do you think? Well, when I mention Venezuela, you know, I immediately think of Cuba. I mean, they're, they're, you know, they're basically one and the same, at least in the uh, intelligence and security world. They work very closely together, both of which are client states of China. 
uh, with long relationships. Now, just being reported today were um, some preliminary reports that up to $400 million was invested by a Chinese investment fund into the parent company of Dominion Virginia Voting Services. And so, you know, th there's, there's just a lot of questions here that have to be answered, and we're on a very tight timeline. So I think you know, the, the challenge for the Trump administration is to address these long-term issues, but also to make a compelling case that the short-term fraud really occurred, that it wasn't randomized fraud as happens in every election, that there was a purpose and intent behind it. For example, when six states stopped counting at the same time, somebody told them to do that, right? And it gets into what did the DNC know and not know? Who were they working with? Why was a, a representative of Dominion on Joe Biden's campaign staff? A lot of questions that have to be answered here. Now, Dominion spokesperson Michael Steele debunked election interference and any connection to foreign countries, Venezuela, Germany, Spain, etc. He called it all conspiracy theory. Yet a Dominion contractor in Detroit said machines there were connected to the Internet. Others say votes went to servers in Frankfurt, Germany and elsewhere. So how do you prove, though? Rich, electronic vote manipulation, when by design it may be done so as not to be detected. Right. I think the, the, the way you prove it is you go back and you audit the logs, but they don't give you those logs, right? I mean, just the lack of presence. It, it goes to Mr. Krebs comment. I mean, it's just a theatrically absurd comment to make that this was the most secure election in history. Um, you know, insofar as the the fraudulent activity, though, the thing that I think happened here, I can't prove this, is that the audit, you know, the audit itself will reveal a couple of things. You I mean this is a you know a hand counted, audited, signatures matching audit, not just a ballot recount. Um, it will show that when the stop order was given on the night of the election, and these massive ballot dumps happened. And then post the ballot dumps, the algorithm that they were running was just sufficient to maintain Biden's, you know, less than a percent lead across this, is, which was, you know, completely breaking from the pattern before the ballot dumps. And I think what we have to do is we have to go back and we have to use statistics and math and science to actually show this, right? The left loves to use science. Well, here you go. Here's the data science. It's proving that this is a statistical impossibility. Um, you know, the, the question going forward really, though, is, you know, how, how do you come back from this, right? I mean, it's, it's, if they're willing to do this to retain power, what, are, you know, what else are they willing to do? I was going to ask then, uh, Rich, no matter who's sworn in as president January 20th, all of this has kind of focused our attention on election security or insecurity. So what do we do now? What do we do to protect the uh, vote integrity in the future, especially with those two Senate runoff elections coming next month uh, in Georgia? Look, I think that I think that the problem is is large enough that it requires a national effort to um, to maybe federalize at least the standards through which these elections are conducted. Um, you know, I'm not a big believer in the federal government coming down and imposing on these states certain rules and strictures. But you know, again, it goes back to the you know banning the mass mailing of ballots, uh, just the the extra constitutional nature of the activities of the past year under COVID, of which the election is a part of it. Are just it's just mind-boggling where we're at, and I think uh, from, from a technological standpoint, you know, you can fix this by requiring audit logs as part of the uh, voting system, or we could just you know simply go back to paper ballots if we have to. Um, you know, I get think this is one of those things where uh, the low-tech answer may be the right answer. Okay, the book is the memo: twenty years inside the deep state, fighting for America first. 
Rich Higgins, thank you for sharing your time and insights today. We appreciate it. Thanks, sir.